What up, Blodgers and Lodgers? You're with Cabba and Ash. I'm Cabba. How are you, Ash? Pretty good, thanks, Mr. Blodger and Lodger. Did you work on that all day? Yes, back in the saddle there? Yeah, I'm just currently reading my notes um, of the script that I've written for this episode. Was that a JavaScript or Python? Um, it was one of the names on the Claim the Throne band name list, back with Oliver Seuss, Misery Script. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been called that back in the day. A good start, good start. Um, yeah, man, I'm going pretty good. You just asked me a question before, and that's how are the Hughes next door? Well, yeah. they annoyed me so much that I actually moved my whole bedroom and swapped it with my studio. Do you know about that? You're kidding. Nah, I didn't. And I'm looking in the background now and Looks it's clicking. The same. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, because there's one of them in the other room, but it's orientated slightly differently. So, yeah, so it you turns can out, hear them less in the bedroom. Yeah, because I was getting woken wow. up. A lot by those oh, pricks. okay. Got you, yeah. Yeah, partying every now and again. And I decided one day after four pints at the pub, fuck this, and moved mm. the whole bedroom by myself before the Miss <laughs> A came home. And when she also <laughs> arrived, she's like, oh, I guess you got sick of it, right? I was like, yep. Mm. But now the front, you know how we used to get all that traffic noise in the pod? Yeah. It is brutal to sleep in there, man. It's uh. It's more consistent, but it's possibly worse. Wow. So I have experimented with some um, these like furniture blankets like I used to before. And um, yeah, been doing a lot of headphoning and stuff yeah. while I'm sleeping. So honestly, though, I'd rather be woken up by a car than by a pack of fucking idiots next door. <laughs> so are both um, yeah. rooms the same size? Well, the bedroom, the now bedroom, former studio is actually slightly bigger, I've noticed. So I'm a bit more crammed in here. Also, there's less space. So it's going how it's going. But the thing is, why I'm possibly looking around, this is the first podge I've done in here and ripping directly on my filthy, disgusting, boiling next door neighbors. They can possibly hear me right now because I generally hear them talking. So yeah, we'll see. Fuck them. If uh, Ash gets beat up mid podge. Call nine one one, and beat off. Yeah. So yeah, good um, <laughs> good good trip to America. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Just got back a couple of days ago. Uh, good to see that no podcast came out in the time I was gone. My um, specialty until the Slidcast. I'll be pumping that one today. But yeah, had a good trip. Saw um James before Claim the Throne, and that was cool. Got to see his new life in Seattle, mm-hmm. life and wife. And also the thing he's married to. And I was referring to his chihuahua before. So, yeah, pretty funny. He's uh, he's loving it over there, it would appear. Met a few of his mates and checked out some of the local watering holes constantly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I sort of felt like dog shit for about the first week. Blamed it on jet lag. Was probably just hung over mm. and bonged over. Did you uh, find plenty of it at Jim's house to eat or...? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit slow. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so did that. Then, um, yeah, he drove us over the border to Vancouver, um, stayed a couple of days, had a giant Bloody Mary that cost $60 that had a full roast chicken and several burgers on top of it. Mm-hmm. That was Lovely. one of the highlights of the trip. Uh, Any the... lowlights? Um, 
No low lights. I was oh, probably oh, definitely catching a plane. I already don't really want to go to an airport ever again in my whole life. Mm, yeah. Especially like it's one thing going to America, but when it's somewhere that doesn't have a direct flight like San Fran or LA, as soon as you've got that one extra flight, that just adds an additional amount of brutality to the trip. It does. Not fun. So yeah, it was <laughs> at least when you're on tour, like, I don't know, feels like you're doing it for a reason or something, but when it's Usually out of choice too. for a holiday... Mm. Bit so, any problems getting your camper through security and stuff? <laughs> any that was tips? nice though. Nice not carrying a guitar around. Nice. You know, we always say the best part about touring is not having to play gigs. Yep. Yeah, so it was essentially a tour without a gig, so that was good. I <laughs> uh, didn't watch any metal, which kind of sucked. I was really? a bit devo, wanted to go to a gig or something. There was just nothing on. Um, which was kind of strange because the middle of summer over there, but the shit thing was that also means bulk tourists everywhere you go. Mm, not yeah, Seattle okay. so much, kind of, depending where you go, but then um, in Canada and stuff was just brutal on the tourists. So, yeah, especially Canada, any bar, restaurant, fucking taxi, anywhere you go to. Oh, g'day, mate. Uh, how can I help you? I'm like, oh, fuck. I was trying to get away from you Aussies. No kidding. Yeah, but that being said, mm. could be worse. They're still so all pretty nice. No, no metal. No metal. Wow. Now there's a few things advertised where we'd just sort of miss it by one weekend or whatever. Mm. Um, and even yeah, gym in Seattle normally has got some sort of gig on at least once a week. But yeah, just nothing. We were there for five nights. Not a, not a solitary thing on. Apart mm. from there was a Judas Priest gig on the day we arrived, but uh, we didn't get in till the night time and would rather go out for buffalo wings and beer. So mm. I did that. Uh, yeah, went on a cruise ship through Alaska. That was good fun. Had a balcony in our room, so sat there and listened to Immortal, ate edibles and watched mountains and seals and whales for a few days. Sure. Oh, so you saw a lot of wildlife? Yeah, several wildlife. I think orcas. Hard to really tell. I'm not a whale specialist, but I don't know. Things that sort of pop their fins out of the water and blow water through the air. I don't know. I'm not George Costanza or anything, but saw them. Dolphins and seals and otters and weird things. Uh, And then, yeah, drove through Canada... Saw also plenty of bears uh, up real close, elks, squirrels and beavers and bizarre shit, which was very cool. Yeah, a couple um, of beavers, a couple of whales. I think you've done pretty well. I mean, I saw that last night in bed as well. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking whatever. I'm back here now. So how long was that then? Four weeks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, on the plane and then um, one week there. <laughs> yeah, I actually caught a plane in, in the time that you were gone. Did you even... See, this is a crazy thing. I lose track of time in a flurry of smoke and all I can think about is opportunity arose to take a week off work. I just booked a fucking trip over east, go visit some yep. family friends who have been meaning to see for ages. So Roy's your family now, is he? Well, yeah, and also some um, <laughs> some other people too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a friend of mine 
built a house and I wanted to go see it basically and see his folks who were pretty good at being surrogate parents from time to time when I would mm-hmm. rock up and also arrive at their house. Yeah. So yeah, went and chilled up there, saw a lot of whales also. Mm. Um, There's a bit of a feeding, a real breeding ground and moving calves along the coast and spraying a lot of liquid out of the water. Orcas? Um, yeah, and some orcas. Now, I think they're actually humpback whales. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, saw a few dolphins and shit like that. But yeah, probably not the amount that you did. But yeah, I didn't expect when I was flying to fucking New South Wales to just be seeing whales as part of the trip, but that was pretty cool. Was but it yeah, did, Wollongong? What's that? Not Wollongong, was it? No, we were up at Redhead. First you bubble there, but... Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, up in Redhead, which is almost getting up towards Port Macquarie. Yeah, right. Like way up in... Past the central coast So yeah that's pretty cool rent a car or train it? No I trained it Don't know if that was the best idea But probably the cheapest Mm. Uh, 60 bucks each way Five hour fucking Or maybe even almost six hour So about the length of a Plane trip But yeah Made it real easy Don't have to like check in or go through customs And just Pretty cruisy And listen to tunes or read or whatever Yeah Nah it was it was good so yeah, that that was cool, and then super relaxing, man. Like that was yeah. switch off the whole week. I pretty much stayed off everything, and um, the only thing was is that the trip was bookended by two days or three days or something either side at Roy's. Yeah. So yeah, get off plane, get breakfast, get annihilated somewhere. I can't even remember what we did on that first night. Oh, that's right, we fell asleep by eight p.m. Passed out, drunk as shit. I think we did a brewery yeah. crawl, that's right. And then um, the next night, we did some other shit. Went out for drinks and $1 beers or something. And then went and had our relaxing time. So, recharge the batteries, fly back in, straight to Roy's gig. Um, catch up with uh, Aaron, who is doing sound for some for Crowbar, for some bands, and also lights for this band called Beast Wars. Like a doom, some doomy sludgy band. Yeah, okay. Heard of them? Pretty cool, man. I've heard the name. Yeah, strange name. Yeah. Yeah. So, fucking cool. But yeah, arrived back at home. And also when I came, um, it was bloody not ready to go back to work. I needed a rest after the extreme. But yeah, so pretty much similar to a tour. Just no shows. Perfect. Yeah, quite good. (laughs) (laughs) How's Roy going? Real good, man. He's yeah. been off the leash because his missa is over yeah, in... Yeah, she's in um, Europe or something. Yeah. Europe, yeah. So he was happy to go hog wild while we were there, get a couple of ramens and really? some uncounted number of drinks. Mm. Um, yeah, real good. Aaron was yeah. real good. Who else did we see? That was, I think that was it. <laughs> if I saw anyone else, sorry, I was drunk. Mm. Sounds freaking good, man. Yeah. Any um, contemplating of suicide. suicide or anything <laughs> while you're away? Sorry, of, um, I don't know, re-evaluating of your uh, musical ambitions? I feel that that should be more answered by you because <clears throat> it was pretty non-stop at work. Mm. Work has been so hectic, did some bulk fucking overtime and 
just try to yeah. keep on top of things and also in control of my workload and also my priorities. But uh, yeah, I was kind of getting excited. I think we talked in the last podcast that was probably recorded nine months ago and came out yesterday that um, I'd been practicing drums again and feeling pretty good. Well, I've also been playing a bit of guitar and yeah, all of my chops are returning, which is cool across the board. Yeah. So that's pretty nice. Um, yeah. And I've been excited. Oh, Jesse won that Wham Award, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't, haven't chatted to you since then. And yeah. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. And you went to the night and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't gone and cool. go. I, I had to kind of talk her into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just me and her having a few beers and then, yeah, she got announced. Very cool. What was the prize? Was there a 500 prize? bucks and a day in the studio. Amazing. Real good. Cash. Allegedly. I haven't heard anything about it. Might have to follow that up, but um, <laughs> I'm sure. And what studio? Uh, that guy, Templeton, Templeman. Who's that guy? Yeah. He's done Voyager and stuff. So yeah. just... That's incredible. I say just, awesome. but a day in his studio, so... I think the yep. plan for her with that would be to write, I don't know, an EP or something and then record as like we always do and then go in and do vocals probably at his studio or something rather than tacking on extra days there, just do everything at home. Same deal. Yep. Really so cool. that's pretty good. And I, I was quite happy for her because, you know, people think that, you have a chick in your band just so she can make you untoasted sandwiches on tour. And um, <laughs> yeah, it turns out she does a lot of writing. So being a writer's award, it was, I thought that was quite a nice thing. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 And it, man, there was some hell of a turnout at that joint. Um, mm. Nice vibe and stuff. I was expecting after, you know, how down on Wham the metal scene typically is, we'd rock up, there'd be nine people there and, you know, it'd be shit. But no, it was cool. Bumped into Dave Anton, had a yarn. Um, yeah, so it was pretty good. Yeah. And that's that's fucking that. But yeah, I think out of that, it was maybe like, yeah, maybe I should start doing something again. It's been a solid year off us playing, catching up with Roy and mm -hmm. talking like, fuck. Yeah, it was a year ago that we were in Europe. Yeah. So kind of looking ahead at Harvest Trail popping up. Yep. Less um less concerned about doing that now that I've actually been practicing a bit. It seems like gonna be hard, but not as hard as I thought it was gonna be. Mm. So yeah, how about you? Fingers falling off, brain wanting to be noosed up in a rope on a rickety chair. <laughs> no, it was getting to that point before I went away, to be honest. I just could not get um don't know. It was just like falling behind on everything and I had all these things I wanted to do and fucking Harvest Trail was just take, taking way longer than I'd ever meant to take, spend mm -hmm. on it. And, and just didn't have the inspiration to, to do much Claim the Throne shit really and I don't know. Then the more like I struggle to like write new songs or get ideas, then the more you just like spiral into suicidal thoughts. Um... And then, yeah, just blodging and podging and lodging and hornographying and all this shit. I was just like kind of a bit over it and just needed to switch off for a mm -hmm. while, which I did pretty much the second I got to the airport um, and didn't really think about anything at home. So that's always good. 
uh, and work and all that. Didn't think about any of it at all. Just turned to drink and party mode as much as possible. Um, and yeah, just like, even though flying sucks, still we get to sort of just listen to some music and watch all of season eight of Game of Thrones and stuff like that. So, and yeah, play a lot of Donkey Kong on Switch and just w- weird sort of relaxing things and not thinking too much. So that was cool. I was listening to some old albums that I hadn't really listened to in a while. Um... Yeah, so it was just pretty recuperating, I guess. Mm. Uh, and yeah, by the sort of when you get to the third week or something, I was pretty content and not dreading coming back or anything and probably, yeah, just feeling like I have some sort of motivation again, which I haven't had for a good few months. Mm-hmm. So that's a good feeling. It's good to actually be excited to do things rather than them have to be a chore mm. at times so hopefully it'll stay that way for a little bit at least um but yeah just want to get shit done now i guess got a priorities really. list or something yeah i think i had that on the last episode which hasn't changed okay. but i think i just need to be really careful not to overload myself as i've been prone to do mm. lately um, so yeah, I'll just try and smash out Harvest Trail without getting too stressed about it or anything. Songs are all written. How fucking hard can it be? Yeah. And yeah, mostly all learnt in terms of guitaring. So we can probably, yeah, if you're feeling it, we could start jamming in a few weeks and hopefully just have some fun with that. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, just try and learn all those new Claim the Throne songs and tidy them up as needed, finish them up, and, don't know, maybe write some extra things, I guess, if the inspiration arises. Uh, yeah, pornography still obviously happening on a monthly basis. But, yeah, I'll try and do that without getting too out of control spending time on things like quiz nights and stuff because that mm. does take up a lot of time so we'll just try and keep keep that simple but effective hopefully um, and then yeah podging I guess yeah so still keen to get back into band tools but it has its place and I just am worried that if I dive headfirst into that it'll affect the other things so probably so, keep it on the shelf for a bit longer. Don't know. I think I just would like to just get the ball rolling at least or get into some sort of routine with the music before weighing myself down too much mm. with with that. Um and I think yeah, the hardest bit with any sort of music is just getting into that routine, which I I've been bad at the last twelve months or something, so yeah, I don't know, just having, you know, like a day, or, I don't know, or, I don't know, jams booked or something for Harvest Trail or whatever, or weekly things. And then, I don't know, just trying to get into a habit of playing guitar most days to do some claim throwing stuff or whatever. And maybe a night a week or a night a fortnight doing writing or 
more chory stuff. Um, and then once we're in a position to start recording those things, yeah, then I guess can start fitting in some more podging and shit. Mm. Don't really know. Don't really know yet, but... Yeah, I guess in terms yeah. of priorities, I also sort of agree with a lot of that. For me, I think Claim the Throne personally is on like way on the back burner, mostly because you and Jesse are taking care of, or thus far on this album cycle, sort of taking care of everything. I almost kind of don't want to start putting my hand in that ring and also mm. into helping out with that, <laughs> mainly until you guys perhaps f- figure or finish off what you've got so Certainly far. Certainly not a rush, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I guess that's a better way of putting it. There's no rush, but also like I wouldn't mind approaching it not as it's half done and like apply drumming to it. And if things change because of whatever I do, then it does. But you know, like last album and the one before a little bit, but definitely on the last one, I was like really wanting to write and stuff. Now I'm like, fuck, I think I got major writer's block. Not not major, but mm. I'm noticing that everything I'm doing is kind of a variation of something I've done before. So perhaps I'm where you were when you just fucking up and wrote a whole Harvest Trail album. But yeah, I just I sort of finished writing a whole, <clears throat> let's say two or three minutes of music the other day. And as I'm getting through it, like, God, I really love that chord progression and figured out it's some fucking shit off dying throws despite playing in E <laughs> on a six string. It's literally the same. It's the same. Mm. It's a di- in a different position and blah, blah, blah. It's slightly different yep. feel. But, you know, like I've got a few, I guess, habitual things I do on guitar composition-wise. So I'm trying, I've actually got a um, flatmate moving in for the next couple of weeks just some someone crashing here for a couple of weeks um a friend and i lose my studio so what i'm going to do is just grab one of these electrics over here and put it on a stand in my bedroom and then every day i've got i got books and shit i don't know maybe some youtube videos and just sit down and just play and not just do fun stuff. Yeah. Don't even record it and don't even yep. think about it. Not plugged in at all. Blah, blah, blah. Just play. And the other side of that is getting my little snare drum practice pad, which is pretty much all I've been practicing for drums. Um, and also put that in the room. So it's like back to just full blown basics and yeah, drums to metronome just on, on the pad. Just been doing hands for like 20, 30 minutes every second day, which has been pretty good. And yeah, do the same something unrelated to writing and yeah just sort of see where that takes me so yeah that's cool so i like that you're doing that shit and um harvest trails written a couple of other little projects i'm filling in for briefly uh pre-written stuff jamming on thursday with one daisy and a broad and um wow yeah just kind of getting back on the saddle but um also, yeah, podging should become easier. Fuck, there was some other shit I was doing. I forgot. Gavo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Anyway, whatever. It'll come to me and also arrive. <laughs> yeah, cool. I like it. I think, yeah, when when you do get to that point, which 
yeah, I've got to many times. I mean, everyone has their style of writing and it's always, you're going to have your, I don't know, every fucking riff I ever write seems to be like it's directly off Slaughter of the Soul <laughs> or whatever. But, um, yes, yeah, sometimes when it gets to that point, I reckon, yeah, just step away and do things and just try and have fun and it will, uh, it'll come and also return. Um, even, even a while back when we were just jamming in my room here, when you had your little electric kit set up at my place, mm-hmm. like that was pretty good fun. I wouldn't be adverse to doing something like that again, even if it was new claim the throne shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just to play music. Yep. Seeing what happens. Um, just to be friends, but yeah, I bet seeing Roy would yeah, that just would make me want to go on a tour again. Yeah, yeah. Just an excuse to, I don't know, when, not even necessarily touring, but when you've got a project happening and you're like either jamming a lot or recording a lot and you spend extra time with the people in your band, it's always good fun. Yeah, we had um, this. I don't really have anything like that happening at the moment. So yeah, we had this intention to, of uh, doing some more spherical stuff over when I was in Sydney, drank instead, um, spoke about <laughs> a riff for about a minute and a half. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he, he's been writing a bunch of stuff. Owen's been writing a bunch of stuff and sort of sending it to me, kind of like I said, I'm the kind of cabba in a way. Um, and yeah, it's there's been some progression there, but at the same time, yeah, just meeting up, I was like, fuck, this is, yeah, maybe this is a lot of what being in a band was about. It's just seeing your friends and... Obviously missing you um, in my life, Cabba. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> you know, that is part of it. Like jamming is always awesome going and rocking up and um, arriving and seeing you guys having a few drinks, some chips and fucking playing a few songs. Yeah, always having something on. You know, I went to Stormrider as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, town? I was away okay. for that. Um, that was good. Greg's hat. Greg's hat. Um, yeah, saw Truth Corroded, did see Andy Dowling momentarily, didn't really have a chance to have a drink with him. Um, did drink from the night itself though. And also, <laughs> who else did I see? Cam. Yeah, Silent Night guys, I guess. And had a big yarn to stew, drank a few Dark and Stormies. But yeah, pretty, pretty cool night. Had, <clears throat> had a bit of fun there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was good. Yep. But yeah. It's, it's real funny, man, because like a friend of mine just bought a fucking $3,000 vintage Les Ball custom the other day. And, you know, I've been going guitar shopping and doing all this shit. And um, I just don't feel like I need anything else in my life. And I've done some mixing and stuff recently. And I always have questions about how to solve these problems. And now I just kind of don't. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's left me in a sort of spot. Usually I've always got something on the brain, but now I'll literally be sitting around going like, fuck, now I've got to, I've got to do something off my own back rather than being forced to do some shit, which has been yeah. kind of weird. So yep. that's what I was going to say before chatting to Aaron from Bain. And he said, oh, I bought a sub kick recently. Oh, did you now? 
knew what he was going to say. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got one off this bloke in Perth. Did you really? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, Dr. Alien Smith. And he's like, yeah, yeah, great. Got it, blah, blah, blah. It's awesome. So there you go, Al. Shout out. Bumped into a bloke mm. who's bought your subkick and likes it. Very cool. Yeah, listen to a, a final version of his thing as well. How's that coming along? Done. <laughs> so that was, yeah, pretty awesome still to listen to it. So hopefully one day yeah. in the future that comes out, possibly yep. 10 years time or never. Oh, I'm glad that there's other people spending a lot of time releasing things as well. Makes yeah. me feel less bad. Funny though, maybe like 30 episodes ago or something, here's me and you just like drilling into people that <laughs> never release their projects or like just go stagnant or whatever. Oh, oh and, yeah. And here we are. Farthing Wheel's not out. <laughs> no, that's getting on a year Shit. ago. So you don't have any, you're not too phased about that? Getting that out? Just it'll happen when it happens. Yeah, I really wanted to use that as an experiment and like only press it to vinyl and do Bandcamp. Just just to see. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, then we talked with Dyson about doing a split. And so we're thinking, yep, that would be a good way to get it out there. But then I kind of thought, not that I don't want to do a split with Farthing Wheel and Dicey, but maybe I'll just write a whole new fucking album and record it for the split. Because I still kind of want that one. We finally did something. It only took Farthing Wheel 20 fucking years to do something. Um, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind conceiving of it as a, a seven-inch release. So that is actually one of the distractions, deliberate distractions from other stuff, is that, you know, when you put into a completely different mindset and it makes you go back with fresh eyes to some other shit? Well, Farthing Wheel is yeah. like a drop D band that is allowed to be dumb and has no specific genre, even though it's pretty much metal slash rock or whatever. So I thought maybe, maybe I can fully distract myself by doing that and then, yeah, come back to like normal music afterwards. And then I get, you know, two birds stoned at once by having an album ready to be released and pressed to vinyl, which I can probably afford by now, whereas a year ago, you know, barely could. And then uh, also have some material for, a split Dyson if possible. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Sedgeway. Sounds pretty good. Mm. Yeah, funny, eh? I don't know if it's just the cycle of how things go or whatever, or if we're getting old and just don't have like just that insane constant brain energy going mm. 24 hours a day or like, you know, that excitement of new shit. I don't know, sort of like you say, you've got everything now or like we've done so much. You stop sort of having that crazy drive, but I don't know. I think it's healthy and we'll kick back into it. Sometimes I'm wondering whether I'm having midlife crisis or something like that, but I think it's just like, yeah, just overload sometimes or just get confused about the path, whether you just want to keep going the same way or is it time to try different shit or don't know. It's a lot more work though, because if you think back to when we were like early, mid-20s, okay, we're probably in one, possibly two bands at a time, 95% partying focused, possibly uni, possibly part-time work. Now, you've got a full-time fucking job, you're doing multiple bands, you're touring with one of those bands, you're fucking doing this with another one, you've got hornography, you've got 
two podcasts, like maybe it's that it's all too much work. Like, you know, sometimes I'm off the hook here and I know I've got like a whole fucking night to myself. So I'm cruising around and then it gets to like 10 at night and I'm sitting, I'm like have eaten dinner, standing up, walking around, doing shit (laughs) and like, I think, fuck, maybe I should have just sat on my ass and watched a movie or something instead. For yeah. A bit. But yeah. no, I got sore feet because I've gotten home from work and spent five hours moving around the place and doing shit. You know, I never used to have that sort of energy before. I'd usually be sitting on my ass with a beer, chatting to someone about what we're going to do on next weekend or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. A new thing I've got now is being able to sit and watch a movie or something at night and not feel bad about it and not be thinking of other shit. Because a lot of the time, even, I don't know, over the years, I'd be sitting watching something on the couch trying to relax, but meanwhile, I'm on my phone booking a fucking American <laughs> tour or something. Yeah. Or just thinking about what I should be doing. And then I just haven't even been paying attention to the movie anyway. So then I'll just go and just do what is on my mind. Whereas now, yeah, trying to actually make the most of that relaxation time when when it's there. Um, yeah, don't know. Not going anywhere with that. But yeah, I think think thinking out loud. Yeah, I definitely. When we lived together, you were always had a laptop open, um, multiple browsing tabs at once. Of course, um, sometimes doing some work as well. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it would be, you know, watching the new Always Sunny or some shit and yeah, yeah you'd be yeah. basically, yeah, sorting shit out. In another world sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know, I'm pretty curious and excited to see how the rest of the year pans out for me and my mates. Yeah, maybe it's more to do, sorry, like, more in the mind frame of what you should have been in this time last year when you're first talking about doing Harvest Trail. It's probably mm. a year since you started relentlessly crapping on about that week to week on this podge. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that, that time frame works out. Yep. Um, Funny, um, I was thinking a bit as well, you do see a lot of local bands. I don't know about worldwide or anything, but there's definitely a handful of local bands that sort of, yeah, they're around for... I don't know, same amount of time as Claim of Throne, maybe five to ten years, say. Then they don't break up or anything. You just stop hearing from them. They just don't do gigs anymore. They don't release anything. You assume they're over. Then they just come back to the live stage with a new lineup and all this shit. And, um, yeah, so I just wonder if, like, that's a similar thing that we could be going through. Even where you just, I don't know, this sort of age or... I don't know, after a certain time, you just start focusing your priorities on other things and then you realise you've spent three years not doing music and then you just want to get back into it again. Yeah. But then trying to get, yeah, perhaps a whole band on the same page isn't as easy as you get older as it is when you start out and you've got all band members in their early 20s or whatever all excited. Mm. Um, just even thinking, yeah, of local stuff, Deathlehem, Vanadium, Enforce Psychon or whatever they sort of yeah you don't hear from them for a while and then all of a sudden they're doing shit yeah so it all it yeah. also is kind of that point I've always fucking made where I don't know if Moonsaur have played a gig for the last 10 years <laughs> 
except for you know in australia and once in germany they could have done absolutely jack shit since their last album and i wouldn't even know yeah. so they do still consistently have new albums out though two to three year two three four year gaps i guess yeah sure but i mean ours is only two years out That's right, now, yeah. so it's not that far off but in terms of gigging yeah like who really gives a fucking shit if a yeah. if a band plays a gig in perth does anyone in melbourne hear it you know yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that hardcore touring thing, I think it's like good and stuff. But pff, at the same time, I don't see why any band in the whole entire world couldn't book a Euro tour mm. um, if, you know, if their fucking heads were on their shoulders and they had something to show for themselves. But you don't need to say, oh, we've been relentlessly tearing the walls off week to week, playing to 200 people in amps. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, funny shit. Yeah. Someone, and yeah, even with the this, the resurgence of Slayfest over here. It's yeah. It's probably just something pretty funny that sort of kicks these old bands back into gear and they probably go, oh, that actually sounds fun. We haven't played a gig in 10 years. Why not get the old crew back together? Not, uh, not an unhealthy thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Um, you know, I was bloody googling at lunch today. Saw a press release about a, you know, Axe Effects, how they have racks. Um, they yeah. also have amplifiers that do digital amp modeling, and they've got this foot foot switch version, which has like eight banks of amps you can use or whatever, and it's just all in one foot switch, the amp and everything. Funny, I think Kemper's just released pretty much the same thing. That is exactly the press release I saw today, the Kemper foot pedal amp or some shit. And it looks like Line 6 who do that that Helix, which is another modeling sort of thing, they've done one as well. So, yeah, it's funny just in the last year or so, these things that were fucking revolutionary and now are going into pedal form. And I read a forum on the subject because I thought if it's just software inside a box if you're just combining the idea of a goddamn modeling amp and a foot switch is there like a plug-in version of Kemper you can get you know so i'm looking it up line six have a plug-in they sell it for like 400 us dollars i know that amp company bias they went in the opposite direction they started as a a plug-in modeling plug-in and then they went and made an amp head version of their profiles and, you know, you, you upload a Kemper profile, it's about like, it's not even a megabyte. So you think like, we've got pretty good computers these days. Can't we just run it on a computer for studio? You know, I read this thread on AxeFX fucking forums or whatever. And these people like, does anyone really want that? And everyone's going, yeah, because, you know, the reason they're not is because of piracy. And that's what's going to stop them because if they can't figure out a way to prevent piracy, they're not going to sell it. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck are all these morons talking about? You know what I reckon? This is my prediction. It's gone from a rack with a fucking annoying MIDI connection for a foot switch. It's now isolated inside a pedal. I think line sixes has an interface inside the pedal as well. Um, and I think it does eight inputs, so you could record drums with it. I didn't actually look at that one close up, but so I'm starting to think when phones get better and better, there's already iRig mm. and shit on phones. I think, Owen, 
originally when he did Point Breakdown was going to jam live with an eye rig through his phone. And the thing that Roy recorded spherical bass on, you can use on your phone as well. So I reckon that one day they're going to cut the crap. They're going to, you're just going to have like an interface box that plugs into your goddamn phone or your Apple Watch or some shit wirelessly. <laughs> yeah. Or just, yeah, just maybe a wireless pack and you're just going to fucking go direct out into the PA with your Kemper phone app. What do you reckon? Oh, incredible. Is that what it's going to be though? Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I've never really thought that far into it, but I think you're probably on the money. Um, makes sense. Natural progression of people just wanting smaller and smaller touring rigs, especially for, you know, as it, like you said, it's getting easier for any old shitty band to book some international tour. They're not going to have the means to have a full stage set up. So more bands touring that, aren't professional bands means more bands wanting small, tiny little droopy uh, live rigs. Sounds pretty fucking doable to me. I mean, like not even just people wanting smaller things. It's just, is there a need? Why does a Kemper have to be as big as it is? Well, it doesn't. Hence the, yeah, the new pedals. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the technology was, and the interconnect. So it's got all these leads and outputs and inputs and crap on it. Well, you run the tiniest power amp and also a little pedal that amplifies your sound. Like they could easily do little things like that that you could still plug into a cab with. And man, who's using all the fucking shit that's on a Kemper? Metallica, maybe. Mm. But um, yeah, for most people, they just want to plug in one guitar into the damn thing and have one output to a cab maybe and one to front of house. So there's not that much in the way of connections going on with with wireless units they'll probably put you know you can charge new active pickups via usb now on guitars so probably a revolution in guitars is going to be like jackless um Mm. things that's all self-contained wireless automatically wireless you charge it up overnight yeah um yeah i'm just thinking fuck in like the next five or ten years touring musicians there's just oh my god no barrier and you know, oh, this is another thing. I saw that Tool have released an early demo on Spotify and Apple Music, right? Not Spotify. Oh, not Spotify, Apple Music. And I was looking it up and I swear I I saw the figure of 50 million streams somewhere. I could be totally way off the money. But I swear I saw that and it wouldn't half surprise me. No, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. I'd probably have that in the first week of putting it out. I heard of an Australian band getting 500,000 streams in the first like month or something like that as well recently. So I reckon they're obviously Tool are gearing up to release a new album. I think they're going to do a deal with whatever streaming companies and host and stuff. But I mean, if they're even going with the new technology and they're like a hold out i'm excited to see what they're gonna do to be honest i'd be i would be surprised if they just took the the normal route and are they gonna do a cd well i don't know maybe i don't know they i reckon i reckon they'll have some sort of innovative way of releasing it and not you know just i don't know 
Not some Patreon shit, not some Bandcamp shit, not some bonus tracks shit. I don't know. I reckon they'll have something. No idea what it could possibly be. But I think you're right. They will definitely be trying to cut some deal with with digital platforms. And by releasing that early thing is probably a way of testing the waters a bit. And the fact that it's on all the digital platforms except Spotify makes me think that Spotify haven't come to the party for it or or the opposite and they're wanting to try it on other ones before putting it on Spotify or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, Spotify and YouTube, not like free YouTube, are like the cheapest paying mm. royalty ones. So perhaps it's that. It could also be that tools just aren't that innovative. Like, you know, they've got fancy art and cool stuff or whatever, but what are they going to do? They're not redefining the fucking industry. I reckon that they're just... They can't do CDs. They're not on Bandcamp. They might do that. They don't They don't want piracy. They're old school 90s dudes. So they won't want Bandcamp where you can download an MP3. God forbid you burn it to your own fucking CD or some crazy shit. Like Revolutionary is like... um, Who's it? King Gizzard or whatever who released just a vinyl master and said, just press your own if you want it. Mm. Like shit like that. So I reckon they're just going to put the shit out there. Mm. And that's, they've just been shills the whole time. They've just been like waiting until they can actually score a good deal. And then they're just going to do the same thing everyone else did. Um, They've just got more leverage to wait because they've got a better deal maybe than others. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see what could they do unless they release it on that Polvo or whatever it is, like Neil Young's fucking thing. Like what the hell could they possibly do? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. And it might just be because they keep, they've got this August 30th date, but they haven't specified that's actually the release date. So, I mean, that's only a month away. I'd be, you know, are they just going to put out, you know, fucking pre-orders open now, get a shirt with a CD deal on the website. Like that'd be pretty shit. Maybe. Imagine if um, it was August 30, they released Lateralis on Spotify. <laughs> 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 no, nah, they've been, they put out the other day, it was that new logo or something. And Maynard's been pretty prevalent on social media, which is kind of Not unusual for that prick. I guess so. Um... But yeah, maybe it'll get to August 30th and they just announce the new album or something. They don't even release it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm watching that with a keen eye. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely keen to hear the damn thing. Um, I think kind of much like we were talking earlier with bands having just years off and then eventually doing something. Didn't make a lot of sense back when Tool had five years between albums, but now I kind of like, yeah, maybe they just don't give a fucking rat's ass. Yeah. They made bulk money. <laughs> Who cares? They'll do things yeah. when they want to do them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely want to hear it. But yeah, it, I will just kind of, I'm expecting to be disappointed in them just basically showing their hand that all they want is more money. Mm. <laughs> like, you know. More money. I guess time will tell. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this shit up. What, uh, what have you been listening to? Jack shit. <laughs> really? Yeah, mm. nothing. Listen to a lot of um, Roy's Spotify playlist. I think it's called 
metal for when I don't want to choose things or something like that. Yeah, if right. you're on Spotify and yeah, it's like, you know, 30 or 40 hours of randomized rock and metal tracks. So yeah, fair bit of that. Oh, I did watch, um, of course, Blind Guardian, Rod in Christ and Primordial DVDs at his house start to finish. Of course, Emperor. So not Emperor though, um, unless I was really hammered, but... Yeah, so I guess album of the week is just, um, what did I enjoy out of that the most? Let's just go with fucking Rotting Christ, mm. one of their anniversary DVDs, twenty eleven maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was even earlier. Who knows? What about you? Anything good? Just some yeah random stuff. We've had we're driving around the countryside and had other people in the car that weren't metalheads, so that kind of made it hard. We had a bit of a playlist set up that was a bit of a mix of shit music really <laughs> um but <laughs> but when i got the chance uh or yeah got a bit of time to myself i was just whacking the headphones in whacking the headies let's go and yeah had opeth still life a fair bit which i enjoyed mm. um the last insomnium album i was getting back into winter's gate i really like that uh immortal at the heart of winter Gave that a good Fuck blasting yeah. several times. Really enjoyable. A uh, whole bunch of Moon Sorrow, a whole bunch of Ahab. Um, and that might be just about it. Uh, yeah, can't remember else, what else off the top of my head, but just those sorts of things, like nothing new and nothing really weird, just things that I had listened to a lot before and just, was good to get into the zone of those things without thinking about other shit. I don't know. When I'm at home, I've just been getting into that trap of letting Spotify tell me what to listen to, which I tried to get away from. Mm -hmm. um, so I was choosing albums that I felt like listening to pretty much, and that was good. What um what tickled you been? Anything you want to go out to? And also finish the podcast with? Um, Opeth Moonlaps Vertigo. Beautiful. Love it. Mm. Hadn't listened to them in so long and yeah, just really enjoy that album. Heard the new Opeth song. Don't understand what I was listening to at all. Hey, <laughs> have you heard that? No. It's like, I don't know if it's in Swedish, it's in another language and there's less elevator music in it, but it's just... God, not bad by any means. Just, I just don't get it, really. Shit. <laughs> Maybe I need to return those fucking Opeth tickets before. Nah, December. I'd be keen to go to that. I was thinking about that and I, I would still quite like to go, but just got a few other things coming up. And You're going shoot. to Metallica, right? I am. That was the, the option that I went for, Metallica and Slipknot. Why did you and decide that? Because I've never seen Metallica before and... It might probably will never see him again. Yeah, wow. And I've not yet been to a gig at this near Perth Stadium, which I was kind of keen to do at some point. Oh, and I it's didn't at Optus. Yeah, Fuck so I thought that off. would be fun, you know. And I want to see what the sounds like there and stuff. Slipknot's playing. I don't know. Just I think it would just be a cool night out, pretty much. That is massive. How many yeah. tickets for that shit? Well, I don't know. The footy's sixty thousand in the seats let alone standing on the field. I don't know. Yeah, Probably a lot. Out. You know, 200 bucks a ticket. Fuck me. 
<laughs> uh, and I got tickets to Book of Mormon as well. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for. And I'm sure there's a few other little gigs coming up and things. So I don't know. And I've seen Opeth a whole number of times. And as much as I kind of respect what they do these days, it's not really for me. Yeah, we we did talk about that um, three yeah. and a half months ago on the sleep cast that just came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah. um, this very thing, but I, I don't remember asking you why why you booked Metallica. But uh, yeah, fucking hell, good luck finding sleet in that crowd. Jesus Christ, sleet will be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, just listen to your own conversation oh. with sleet about that on the Claim of Throne <laughs> podcast. Oh. <laughs> Man, Sleet messaged me about something. I can't remember what it was now. And I forgot to reply. And then like, I don't know, weeks or a month later, get another random message from him asking me something else weird. (laughs) Fuck, I forgot to reply to the other one. And then didn't, still didn't reply until (laughs) a few weeks later. And I was like, shit, sorry, man. But here's these two really weird answers to your questions. Um, And then, yeah, that's the last I've heard from Sleet. Catch you at Metallica. Yeah. yeah, but I imagine Sleet would be um, quite excited to talk to me about how the uh, the traders have just crowned Brody Grundy the fourth uh, fantasy pig. <laughs> so looking forward to giving those three weird cunts a grilling to Sleet. That should be a good oh, fun okay. chat. It's funny, I don't even know what you're talking about. Me either. Cool, man. All right. Let's uh, cut the crap and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>